so just as a little short bonus thing, I kind of wanted to, now that you guys have played a session, I wanted to get your impressions on 13th Age, just kind of as a rule set. You know, I, I know you've all played various D20 games, Pathfinder, 5th Edition, whatever. And specifically, I'm a GM who doesn't like standardized games. So D20 is kind of a pain in the ass to me on a good day. Uh, this rule set's pretty good so far, in my opinion. So I just kind of wanted to go around the table and get y'all's quick opinion on, you know, how you think it plays so far, if there's anything you would like to improve, that kind of thing. Uh, so... Mike, if you want to start us off? Well, starting off, I have to say I like the flexibility. So, as y'all know, I play Iacus the Monk, which in a lot of the E20 systems is just go, run really fast, and hit the thing. Well, I go, I really run really fast, and I hit the thing, but the amount of flexibility and choices that I get to make throughout combat depending on what style I want to do, if I want to continue my flow. Like, there's actual meaningful choices other than, hey, go over there and hit that guy. And I feel that's uh, really engaging as a melee fighter because whenever you're playing a spellcaster, it's like, all right, what spell will best benefit this combat or what can I do here? Where it, Well, that adds a little bit into the monk here where you're like, you're like well, how do I want to open? How, what kind of finisher do I want to use? And... I find myself looking forward to combats, which I'm more of a role player, so to engage me in a combat like that is, is actually pretty good. Overall, though, I'd, I'd say I like the amount of flexibility and customization that I see within 13th Age, so highly recommend it so far. All right. Steve? Yeah, uh, flexibility is definitely a big strong point of this system, I feel like. Now, sometimes it feels like... Uh, when I'm looking at options for my character, it feels like uh, I'm either having to choose between a whole bunch of things that are all really good and I can't make up my mind, or I'm sometimes choosing between things that I don't really see the benefit of right away. But what I'm finding is that in practice, uh, there's a use for everything. Also, I really love the escalation die. The fact that, uh, the fact that it accounts for that... Uh, whole system of trying to be cool but the dice won't let me and consistently rolling low sometimes some days the dice just don't help you out and it can feel like combat's a slog the escalation die helps a lot with that because of uh, just being a ever increasing modifier to your die rolls and also having some unique effects to it I also really like that misses have an effect in this system mm. In addition to certain rolls having effects for certain abilities, like, for instance, a natural even roll triggering some things, I feel like it really it makes combat move forward instead of becoming a slog. One of my biggest complaints about 5th edition is, uh, for D&D is just how you're trying to roll a number on a die, and if you don't roll above that number, nothing happens. It doesn't feel like that with this system. Well, and to interject into that, I completely agree. Like, I have some abilities that it feels like it would be more beneficial for me to miss a certain way than to actually even make the hit because, like, it expands my crit range or something like this happens. So uh, I've never played in a game where you're you're nearly rooting as much to miss as you are to hit. And, and it, it very much 
varies the flavor uh, of combat. So. It, yeah, it feels like a good in between. Uh, feel it kind of reminds me a little bit of Genesis if you've ever played that system where you have the uh, where you have the advantages versus the successes where you can fail at a roll but still contribute to the overall success of your party. Mm-hmm. And I this actually hasn't. Sorry to interject, but. This, this hasn't happened yet in our gameplay, but Monk has a very interesting use of key points where you can modify the roles. And so I wonder if any of the other classes have things like that where you're not just completely at the edge of the, at the mercy of the die. I know two-weapon fighting, you get a re-roll twos, things like that. So uh, it's easy to like the escalation die until we hit something that uses the escalation die against us. Oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of touching off of both of those points, uh, 13th Age, one of my, my favorite games of, of all time, and a lot of people are, it's really polarizing, you either love it or you hate it, but I loved 4th Edition D&D. It was very much, you know, like, baby's first WoW tabletop RPG, whatever, I don't care. It was a great system, it really empowered the players, and at the time that wasn't a thing that a lot of systems did, and you're seeing it a lot now. But not so much, you know, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s around there. And this really is... It, it had some flaws that, that really crippled it. And this is taking that design philosophy and, like, really making it better. Because it did have a lot of these, like, on a natural odd, you do a thing. On a miss, you do a thing. It tried to make the players not feel like they wasted their turn. Um, it did, a, it did uh, one of my favorite things ever that this system kind of rolled forward, which was making the healer able to heal and also do other things. Um, you know, if you played, like, 3rd edition, 2nd uh, edition D&D, your healer, like, that's all they did. Mm-hmm. It, in combat, they stood back, they healed. If they got engaged, everyone scrambled to, like, knock them free so they could continue healing. 4th uh, edition, and by extension 13th age, really gave them the power of, like, healing is a thing we do, but it's not all we do. Um, so I really I like the flexibility as well. Steph, did you? Oh yeah, um, I, I like this. Uh, first, fourth edition was the first thing I've ever played uh, way back when, so it's familiar. Um, it's got enough. It's got it has enough flexibility, but it's also not bogged down by so much uh, skills, mm-hmm. um, calculating things. Just lists and lists and lists of stuff. And just it's one sheet right here in front of you. Um, also, since I'm playing the rogue, um, I'm also liking that it, that with if you choose the right feats, you don't get punished for throwing something small, mm. and you don't get punished for having for using a small weapon. Yeah, like a lot of systems, dagger always does D4 damage. I don't think anyone who's ever written those rules has ever been stabbed by a dagger before. <laughs> yeah, and here I have a D8. Because of my glass, and then because of feet, I have a D8 when I throw it, so I am happy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of glad you brought up the character sheet. The The last two games we played, just for the, the listeners, had, like, character portfolios. It was not a character sheet, it was 10 to 15 pages, and that was one of the things, I, I auditioned, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 different systems for this, uh, and that was one of the things I looked for, was simplicity of bookkeeping, and this is really what I would consider right on the edge of, like, the low side of average. It's, you know, it eschews a lot of the, like, movement and uh, weird, complicated board rules that a lot of games have, but still has enough going on that uh, 
I think people would find it interesting. And it's all on one, maybe two sheets, uh, with the exception of, you know, Ray's character, Suna, who's got an actual spell book behind her character sheet. Which, speaking of... Yeah, I like how easy the spells are um, to follow, and it's it's not a bunch of adding this and adding that and adding this. Um, and I was actually going to say what Steve said, that it's it's very just easy and easy to use and follow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I guess as my as as my contribution to this, I'll. I'll kind of echo what everyone else has said and I think I brought it up in the character creation session but it really is a pain in my ass especially the last game which is a game I have loved for 20 years it's a it's called the secret of Zeran basically checks off every one of my boxes but when you know these guys are having like a 20 page character sheet and then I have to make enemies that there's no uh there's no easy way to do it. I have to make a full character for every different unique thing that I want to make. I really love the way this system lets me just kind of piece together enemies by level, by type, by like origin. Uh, you know, whether they're constructs or dragons or whatever, I can just sort of uh, literally follow a flowchart and then end up with the creature that I want. It's one of the things that drew me to systems like Third Edition Exalted in that the whole point was not to have like abilities and modifiers and things that mimic players, but to have unique things and just keep it keep the bookkeeping easy on on the GM and on the players. So, and you really saw it in the mooks with the ants that we fought last mm-hmm. uh, in the in episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mook rules flowed very easily, and it felt dangerous as uh, one of our party member was was nearly ripped in half, you know? Um, yeah, the, using that fight as an example, um, I built those mooks out first, using just, like, the freeform NPC engine, I guess you would call it. And then whenever I wanted to make, you know, the slightly more dangerous, like, the flying carpenter ants, I, uh, like, took the same body, modified the hit points, and then, like, tacked on two abilities, which were flying, and then their acidic spray and... Um, concrete spray and that was it and it took me maybe two minutes to kind of sort through the books and find what I wanted and tack it on and then I had a functional balanced enemy that I could just toss in the encounter yeah I just wanted to capture y'all's like uh, youthful hope before we actually got more sessions into the game Uh, before I roll a two and I say yeah but before the dice stop making us look cool I just wanted to get y'all's first impression, and then, you know, maybe in, let's say, ten sessions, I don't know, some arbitrary number, we'll come back, you know, y'all will have a chance to have gained a couple of levels, matured a little bit in the setting and, and the system, and not not personality-wise. We don't yeah, do personal yeah, material. I was say, you've got your hopes <laughs> up pretty high. Uh, but, you know, I just kind of wanted to give us something to look back on at some point. You know, just for the people who are keeping track, this is being recorded like literally right before we start session two, which are episodes four, five, and six, hopefully. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, maybe record another episode like this in a little while and, and see if these guys feel the same about the system and setting and all that. 
I hate it. I hate it. You remember episode two or session two? I hate it. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it really honestly make me say what took you so long. 